God of hosts, God of hosts, bring us back, bring us back. Let your face shine on us, and we shall be saved. Welcome to the first Sunday of Advent, Year B. Give us life that we may call upon your name. God of hosts, bring us back. Let your face shine on us, and we shall be saved. God of hosts, bring us back. Let your face shine on us, and we shall be saved. Lord and Shepherd of Israel, hear us shine forth from your cherubim throne. Rouse up your mind, Lord, and save us. Show us your mercy, Lord. God of hosts, bring us back. Let your face shine on us, and we shall be saved. God of hosts, and again we implore you, and look down from God of hosts, God of hosts, bring us back, bring us back. Let your face shine on us, and we shall be saved. May your hand be on him you have chosen, the one you have given your strength. And we will never forsake you, show us your mercy, Lord. God of hosts, God of hosts, bring us back, bring us back. Let your face shine on us, and we shall be saved. God of hosts, bring us back. Let your face shine on us, and we shall be saved. Jesus was sitting on the Mount of Olives opposite the temple speaking with Peter, James, John and Andrew. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Jesus said to his disciples, But about that day, all that hour no one knows, not even the angels in heaven, not the Son, but only the Father. Look, stay awake, for you do not know when the time is. Like a man who went overseas, left his house, and gave his slaves his authority, for each his own work, and instructed the gatekeeper to stay awake. So you stay awake, for you do not know when the Lord of the house comes, whether late in the day, or in the middle of the night, or at cock crow, or early in the morning, be careful, lest he come suddenly and find you sleeping. 
what I say to you, I say to all, stay awake. The Gospel of the Lord. These late November mornings in our road, every day I've begun with the scurry of car owners scraping the ice off forgotten windscreens as another school run begins. At this time of year, dark hours lengthen, leaf fall is over, and boughs and branches stand stark against the blue sky. Temperatures drop fast, and the frost and mist is in the air as we see the clouds of breath steaming from excited children on their way to school. In a similar style of imagery and tone, we hear Jesus' words standing out stark and gaunt as he speaks icily to his disciples at a point near the end of his ministry. Today's stark gospel discussion is about the end times and it's used for this first Sunday of Advent. It was started by four fishermen, two sets of brothers, who we heard about during the week on St Andrew's Day, who probably became the closest friends of Jesus. We have Peter and Andrew, James and John, asking the friendly, polite questions about what signs to expect. They were all business partners in the fishing industry, they were used to looking for the signs when a fresh shoal of fish might be the best time to go and take the boats out. So they wanted to be able to have a date to work towards. Quite reasonable. A bit like asking when the Chancellor will bring inflation down, though. It's, when would it be back to normal? Who knows? All Jesus was prepared to say was the... Cruel. What would you call the words? Very, very unfriendly. Stay awake. Watch out. Look out. Be on your guard. It's, it's a warning. So what were they meant to do? And what does Mark want to achieve in describing this event to us? His version was about 50 years after all these events had happened. And those early Christians also wanted to know when Jesus will return. They wanted to know more details about the end times. Why does the church include this reading today for the first Sunday of Advent, 2,000 years later? Is it a story about Christmas? No. Remember the four apostles sitting with Jesus on a fine Saturday afternoon in the heat of summer. Jesus wasn't talking about getting the turkey ordered inside. In fact, he was not talking about anything that we associate with Christmas at all. How many times have the early Christians been told by Paul to wake up to the signs of the times? So has Mark got it wrong? Did Paul get it wrong? Matthew has been the painter of this wintry scene over the last few weeks. It was his year last year, and now it's Mark's turn. 
but Matthew liked to group similar topics together about the end times. This event is talked about as a communal, sudden ending for which people need to be prepared for. It is imminent and urgent. But it's the sort of message we don't want to hear. Liverpool Archbishop Tom once said that he'd seen someone being arrested outside Goodison before one of the Everton matches for shouting out at the top of, the, of his voice, the end is nigh, these kind of warnings. The football supporters didn't want to hear it. This type of language isn't popular or new. The first reading is what Isaiah said about the topic in his time when he was happy to refer to God as Father, just as Jesus did. But he sees the people of his time straying like sheep and ignoring the old respect they once had for the Redeemer. And so he prays for the return of God in some spectacular show of light and fire, just like the man outside Everson. The people are losing touch with their father and falling into guilty ways. They need to change and be ready for the promised Messiah. Isaiah describes how much the people need help, like the day which is nothing without the potter. There's a great song which we'll hear later, Abba, Father, you are the potter, we are the clay. We know that the answer came not in broken, torn skies and melting mountains, but in the birth of a small baby to a little family group who celebrated a son. St Paul understands this and his letter is like someone thanking God for answering Isaiah's prayer. He can see the Father has responded with grace and peace through Jesus. The people are no longer like withered leaves being blown by the wind and carried away by guilt. Jesus is the Saviour. They now need to keep steady while the wait is on again for the return of the Messiah. This they will do with the gifts of the Holy Spirit for comfort and strength giving vitality and life to all their actions. The truth is that Jesus is someday to return in glory at the end of time as we know it. We are to expect this, but our main concern, Paul tells his followers the same, is to complete the task given for today, like the servants waiting for the master. Jesus explained what these tasks are. They're about mercy, and compassion it's like he told those waiting in the for the wedding feast to uh, the, the people waiting but not really right and those bridesmaids not filling up their lamps all the stories that Matthew's told over the last few weeks about love and our need to be on the lookout for his presence among us now and what he said to the sheep and the goats, whatever you did to one of these little ones, you did to me. 
So the imagery today of vivid pictures of the end times, it can stir and unsettle us and makes the start of Advent less cosy and warm than the worldly view in the shops and on TV. Some of this we, we have met before, and every Advent we hear about being prepared for Christmas in the right way. We could open our eyes to what's going on around us and use all our faculties to improve the situation of those in need in any way that we can. But perhaps we find it repetitive and boring and have come immune to the sense of urgency about the unexpected. So today we're called again to begin Advent by staying awake, to be conscious of the good works others are performing, to be mindful of how much our families mean to us, to work on simple gestures of compassion and mercy and do it with vitality and full awareness being watchful for the benefit of others not taking anyone for granted and recognizing the possibility of the truth and the existence of the holy Spirit in their lives and our lives just as saint paul was saying to the people in his time this is the type of staying awake which implies full consciousness of one's senses and full awareness of one's surroundings. There are at least three things then to consider from today's readings. First of all, no one knows or when the end times, as we refer to them, will happen. So if anybody tells you that, that they do know, then ignore them, because no one knows. Life will go on, secondly, as normal, right up until the start of them. And Jesus tells his disciples, in that case, stay awake, watch out, and let this start of Advent be a time for us to be conscious of our spiritual life, not to take it for granted and to use all our mental ability, emotion and thoughts to explore the presence of God in the face of each person present here and now. Jesus, your son.